October 5, 2021, Swap for Pedro Show. These issues are important to you and you do talk about them? Oh, well, they're definitely important. And as I said, uh, they are, the issues are part of what is, you know, at this time. Do you make so it naturally, as, uh, as, as musicians, we express whatever it, whatever it is. Do you make a conscious attempt to express these things, or do you feel that it just... Well, I tell you, uh, myself, I make a conscious attempt. I think I could say, uh, truthfully, that in music, I make, I, I make, or I have tried to make, consciously, an attempt to change to change what I found in music, you see. And uh, in other words, I've I, I tried to say, well, this I feel could be better, you see, in my opinion. So I will try to do this to make it better. Yeah, and this is what I feel that we feel in any situation that we find in our lives. When there's something that we feel should be better, we must exert effort to try to make it better. And so it's the same socially, musically, politically, in any, in any department of your life.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Tuesday. Started off with John Coltrane talking to Frank Kosky in some parking lot of a grocery store, November 1966, in his station wagon. John Coltrane liked to tour station wagons. His favorite was Country Squires, I read. And then we had My House from Gold Dime. And big thanks to Brother Bill Nace for this connect, but through the wonders of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me Adria. Amber, welcome aboard. Hi. I should say Andrea. Yes, you, it's Andrea. Yeah, as normal as possible or as American as possible. Yeah. Well, America could mean North America, Central America, South America. That and is a normal, very good point. That, yes. Normal's even worse because that could be, you know, what's 1933 Nazi Germany normal? I mean, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that N word. Anyway, it's not about me, it's about you and your musical journey that I want to learn about. So please, Andrea, bring your earliest musical recollection okay i have a few and honestly i don't know what order they actually occurred in yeah but it's the what pedro you... show in the what pedro show there's no hard questions and there's no right. wrong answers oh beautiful okay so i'm gonna go with the one uh with my father he was a avid rolling stones fan and uh he would often play their albums quite loudly sometimes at like 6 a.m. and dance around like Mick Jagger. His impersonation is shockingly spot on. Um, yeah, and he would clap and uh, dance, and uh, it was quite joyful. And on the flip side of that, he would also put on headphones in the living room and just listen to music. Um, and, yeah, that was somewhat impactful on me. Yeah, now, in this pad, was there musical instruments? Um, well, my mother was really into, like, Joan Baez and um, uh, the the whole folk scene. So she played acoustic guitar and her sister played banjo and they would often play together. I was not into that world. Um, but we also had an upright piano and I took piano lessons from like six to 13. Um, Can I ask you about that experience? Was it a good one? Piano, taking piano growing up. Yeah, piano that- lessons. I've had guests on the show where it almost chased them away from music. I've had other ones. It was the sea change in their life. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think it necessarily chased me away. It was, uh, you know, when I was six, my mother said, you're going to take dance classes or you're going to take piano. And I didn't like the dance outfit, so I was like, I'll take piano. Um, and I memorized everything. I didn't love practicing. I would go into the bathroom and, like, write in when I practiced, um, and I would make it up. Uh because you're supposed to like practice a half an hour every day. Um, so I, I didn't love it, but it, it definitely didn't chase me away. And I had different outlets into music. Now, that when you say kept memorize, me. you mean you didn't learn how to read? I, I could read and I still I can read to this day, but I don't love it. I also think that I sometimes have, you know, slight learning disabilities. So it's like I, reading was a bit more challenging and I learned more audibly. Let me, um, and let from me listening. ask you about uh, first record you bought with your own money. Oh, first Okay, so I, I bought a lot of cassette singles. I don't remember which order they were in. The first record, which was a CD, was given to me actually that I recall from my brother. So I didn't buy it with my own money, but he gave yeah, it to me for I Christmas. Yeah, but I asked that question was... specifically about your own money because when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So I'm interested in what yeah. you fucking spend. All right, all right, I'll do the one where I bought vinyl. I bought Luscious Jack, the Luscious Jackson EP, In oh, Search yeah. of Manny. 
um, when I was 13. And look, look, I was born in 57. So when I say album, it don't mean vinyl. It just means any kind of fucking medium. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Actually, my okay. days go when I was one. a teenager, my first shit I bought, well, I did buy a 45 at a drugstore, American Woman. But it was eight-track tapes. <laughs> that shit's all gone now. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Right, right. But anyway, um, anyway, anyway, what about the first gig you went and saw? Uh, that was Lenny Kravitz and Blind Melon Tour in 1993 at the Tower Theater in Philly. Now, can I ask you about school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? Uh, I was in many things. Um, I was I, w I was in the concert band, and I played percussion. I was in the stage band. I played percussion and drum set sometimes. Um, but I was classically trained, so I was um, in the Philadelphia Young Artists Orchestra, which was extracurricular. But that was going on while I was in high school. Okay, because you end up on drums. So is is this kind of the portent? Like, well, I'm going to end up a rock and roll drummer? Or you were just going to be the percussionist in this kind of classical music? I lived many lives, I feel, as a, a teenager. Um, I... I the so I got on drum set for a variety of reasons. Like when I was twelve or thirteen, I was getting really into music, um, and I would watch like MTV, Alternative Nation, and like 120 Minutes. And then so I was into Nirvana and Sonic Youth and Dinosaur Jr. and the Pixies. And you know they had drummers, and Dave Grohl was a big influence. And then um, so and then also my friend had played was picked up the guitar, and I was like, oh, she's playing guitar. I have to play drums. And then my brother also lived in D.C. in um, 89, so he was really big into the Discord bands and Fugazi specifically. So all that combined pushed me away from piano, and I was like, I want to get a drum set. Please let me get a drum set. And they said, you can get a drum set if you take lessons. And then when I took lessons, uh, I took classical lessons. So it's like I played drum set on the side, and I feel like I'm somewhat self-taught in that realm, even though later I had lessons. But, yeah, I took classical percussion lessons as well which ain't a trap kit it's usually a bunch of little things right triangle and temp and shit like that. i mean it's very interesting yeah. i'm not getting it wrong but they use a kind of ornamentation percussion with classical rather than like a, a, the backbone beat uh yeah no and you know i about actually this word uh, trap trap kit you know it's I know it is an abbreviation for contraction. That's right. Because out of, of New Orleans. It came out of New Orleans. <laughs> and it was invented ah. as they were using it. It was not yeah. it was not created like here's the saxophone, here's the cello. This thing was a developed thing by cats that were using it. So it, it had all kinds of things and it wasn't really a, a consistent trip, right? The, yeah, so yeah. the sock symbol was the fucking hi hat. You you never played it with your sticks. It was a pedal thing. Bum, bum, oh, bum, wow. bum, bum, you know that kind of shit. So anyway, I'm I'm really into drummers, man. I'm you know I'm I'm in bass, and so I consider the bass really a four string drum set, not a four string guitar. Even though the similarities, fuck that shit. So uh, yes. after school, yeah. not not graduate, but in the afternoon, you said you had a, a a lady buddy who was playing guitar. So you got into the the basement band, the bedroom band, the garage band. I did, yes. So, um, and it wasn't, I didn't actually play with that one friend who picked up the guitar. Um, but I did play with two, two guys that I went to school with. They both played guitar. I played drums. We were obsessed with, we would all, like every Friday night, play in my basement, um, and then go to Pizza Hut afterwards. Uh, but we were all obsessed with Fagazi. 
Um, and we would cover Fugazi or we would make up songs that sounded like them. Um, although, and it's like, you know, I tried to imitate Brendan Canty. Brendan, okay, I'm, I got to do a thing with him, uh, Trading Files, ah. for the 7-inch just recently. I always thought he was the, you know what really amazed me about him? I mean, it, ask him to lift his shirt, he can put his stomach anywhere he wants to. And <laughs> that same talent he can fucking do with his kick drum. That guy can put, he's like Zigaboo in the meters, right? He can put the kick wherever he wants it. And that is an incredible talent, yeah. Now, I remember George Hurley, because that note is the closest to the bass guitar, so I'd ask him to, he goes, don't you understand, kick drum is just something I throw in between everything else. <laughs> because kind of juggling at it, and George Hurley I had so much respect for it, but I, I really... Yes, likewise. It's, it's hard yeah. to have empathy until you're, you know what I mean? If you're sitting yeah. on the kit, I think it's a whole different thing. I wish to graduate school, if I was like some kind of benign dictator, that would be one my only one rule is you can't graduate school until you learn drums. Oh, yeah, and you got to take a trip to Asia or Europe to visit another land. But those would be my two requirements just for a little bit. Because I think you'd have a whole different understanding of the world. Like if you were in, in school for music or just school no, in general? No, playing drums and visiting another country. Those two experiences. Just in general, you would have everyone do that. No, that's that's that would be well, interesting. Well, or specific, I mean, whatever you want to fuck call it. But, it, you know, we're abstract anyway and just pretending, so it could happen. But there's just something about, look, all this rhythm we do almost is based on rhythm. This shit about making the drummer an idiot and putting him in the back or her in the back. No, no, I don't I don't like that. Yeah, I, I can't subscribe to that and I stopped subscribing to putting the drummer in the back years ago. Yeah, like, 20 I, years. I, the high, that was a big mistake. The hierarchy the of that is yeah, that was a really big disturbs me. Minute, George Hurley should be at the front of the stage in the last 20 years. That's the way I've been doing things. Now, you gave me this, this, this song called Peggy. I want to play that, okay? Oh, uh, cool. Yeah.
Watt from Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with Gold Dime, Peggy. Then we had the Mutt Dog sampled. This is something to show people what we sound like. Got this gig coming Sunday. Tocohondo, Joe Berardi, and special guest Petra Hayden. It's our debut. We did a record six years ago. Now we're going to make a gig. Uh, the House of the Rising Sun, Lead Belly. Mr. Lead Belly, standard, right? Tab Falco doing that. The trading files between Vienna and Rome and Pedro. I'm on the Beatle base here, Hoffer, in China. SLWCC Watt with Improv, Sam Lockward out of Iowa City. Collab, trading files. Maya Gino in Live and in Return. She's recording with Greg from uh, Deerhoof right now in the city. Guided by Voices, brand new, Bob Pollard. I share a rhythm. <laughs> I share another buttload of songs every couple months, right? This guy's incredible. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I know. He puts That's out so much. It's incredible. Yeah. Bomb is printed yeah. that from the D.C. area. This is a band that's been around 40 years. Thousands of songs, maybe five gigs. But they keep on keeping on. Outside the shuttle, looking in. And finally, Gold Dime with Easy. So what'd you call this band with these two guys doing Fugazi? Oh, back then. We're going back. Okay. Um, oh, man. This is what sucks. Like, they wanted to call it, like, Car on Fire or Death Warrant or something like that. And I was like, no, let's call it Ali Ma, which means learned in music and dancing and was really cheesy. I guess I was taking things meaning seriously back then, and I don't know how I convinced them, but that is what we called it. Now, you said you were writing some of your own songs, even though you were copying Fugazi. Was that your first attempt at composition? It's it's hard to say, because they kind of led things, and I just, like, played along. Uh Uh-oh, traditional drummer role, it sounded like. Yeah, so I feel back then, it's just, I... You know, I, ne- I never played in a band before. I don't even know if they had it as well. Um, I mean, I I did have things to say, like, yeah, can we play? Try to play songs like this or like in this way. But I, yeah, I don't. I don't even recall putting the songs together with them. I don't feel like I really did that until a band I was in post college. Um, yeah. Now, did you go to college for music? I did. I went initially for jazz performance, um, although I do think that I got in on my classical skills. And, and I think that they were sincerely looking for more women in the department. So they're like, yeah, you're in. Um, but it, it did not go very well. And um, I, was, I was asked to leave my second year, which I did. And I, I gave up drum set for a little bit, and I actually got into hand drumming. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Actually, yeah, it was great. I was sincerely into it. I, I went to Africa for a bit. I studied with some some drummers at this dance and drum center in New York, and um, it was actually uh, quite impactful for me. And then I eventually went back to drum set. John Coltrane said you could play a shoestring if you're sincere. Yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely. I, I mean, I could play buckets, and you know, if my heart was there, that's that's all it is. Spoons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Some ham. So bone. I'll take spoons. You know, ham bone. I think ham bone's just your fucking thigh, right? Some it's something with your thigh. Yeah, I'm not exactly yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, it's a percussive syncopated thing. It's probably you know work the room with what you got. Maybe you got nothing but your hands and your thighs. So yeah. Uh, 
So, <laughs> no, you know what I mean. You work the room. Like yeah, I Bonneville. do. Yeah, it's this kind of thing. Uh, Han Bennick, I did a gig with him. That guy ends up playing every object in the fucking band. Oh. <laughs> I, yes, I saw him a long time ago. Incredible yes, yes, cat, yes. Right? He's still going. Inspiration. Oh, my gosh. Off. He's So you he's say older, you, go yes. back to the, you go back to the trap kit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this time... It's not going to be institutionalized. You're going to like just play with people. Yeah, no, I don't think. Even though I had so many lessons through periods of my life with various percussion things, and specifically drum set, I still consider myself self-taught. Like something I never could do the academic. This is what you play. This is how you play it. Kind of thing. Very well. Even though I tried really hard. Um, so yeah, and then I got into, I played in this duo with this, this older guitarist. He was really quite heavy and he got me into things like suicide and Harry pussy and, uh, us maple and, um, DNA and Mars and pussy galore and like all that kind of stuff. And, um, I, I learned a tremendous amount about writing music and how to write a song with him. And I, it was the first time I used my voice in, you know, I was going to say, because the drums, I'm, I'm not knocking your mom and your aunt, but this idea of like the folk thing where the instruments support the voice, yeah. it seems like you yeah. kind of gravitated towards that with the drum set and became an accompanist to your singing. Oh, you're si- down the road, yeah, down no, the road, down the road. They're, they're the same thing to me. Like they, they support each other. Okay. Like I, I, I use my voice. Like I feel like it's a part of one of my limbs. But this duet was uh, the first. This was like this was the sea change. Yeah. No. I, I would. I would say that one going going to Africa and studying African rhythms, um, and that stuff was one. And then two was playing in this band, this duo with this gentleman. We were called Death Pool. <laughs> Death Pool. Um, Death Pool. Yes. Pool. Pool. P-U-L-L. Pool. Yeah. yeah. It was actually like a gambling pool. Of, oh, pool. Of, pool. Of, okay. Yeah. Okay. Watch. Yeah. Hard to hear besides other millions of other problems. Sorry. So, uh, Death Pool. And, and did, did Death, Death Pool record? Uh, actually, we did. We recorded like an EP and we recorded at the Sonic Youth Murray Street, Murray Street place. Wrecked because of yeah, the I didn't know them then. I, I met them later. What I asked you was, oh, about oh. that, Andrea, is because you didn't send me any Death Pool music. I know. I didn't send you a lot of bands I was in before okay. the other two. <laughs> right. I was just, I, I, yeah, it's like I haven't listened to them in so long. I'd I'd have to sit with that before I put it back out into the world. Well, well tell what how, how what was the the arc of death pool it was the arc oh man okay so this this person his name was nini marja he like i said he was older than me and he had been in bands he was italian um and like he introduced me to all those bands and really taught me a lot i understood how to use the drums my voice and it was great but it was a little bit intense with band dynamics and we kind of i, I don't i couldn't really we couldn't really work together in the end. We played some cool shows and we recorded. We never released it, but um, yeah. But that you was used what you learned for the next project. What was that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the next thing was my first solo endeavor. Um, it was called Glenn Olden. I was into sexless pseudonyms. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and I, I I didn't know what to do. I didn't. I knew people, but I didn't know 
I don't know. I just wanted to kind of write songs myself because I had never really done that. So I started, it was a little bit of a circus because I played keyboards. I can play keyboards and read music and do all that stuff. Not that I was reading music. No, it came from the the piano trainer, right? Yeah, yeah. And and in one of my brief moments in jazz school, everyone has to take keyboards. And I think they should all take drums, like you said, as well. But I'm talking about everybody, even people who drive trucks and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I know you were going. Much I'm further, being which, very yes, idealistic, yes. very idealistic. Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Um, wouldn't that be cool? Um, yeah. So, and I would write keyboard lines, and then I would make do some noise, and I had samplers, and I would loop over myself, and then I would play drums over that, and I would sing. And like I said, it was a little bit of a circus. So, can I, can I ask cl- you? Did you have a little like kind of tiny studio, a four track or something? I have always been good with, uh, you know, interfaces and, um, you know, sound on um, sound. I, yeah, dolls and just very I, digital performer, Logic, Cubase. I mean, that's that was back then. Using the computer as a recorder. Yeah, I, I, I also took a lot of music technology classes, so I, I knew how to do all that stuff. Oh, great. Great, great. I did it for my own independence. I'm, real, always... I'm way into musicians more and more closing that gulf, you know, that gap. Absolutely. There's such also a freedom the nab there. guys, they should be in the studio creating too. It should be more a back and forth. You know, like most things, humans, we should take turns. This idea of permanent roles, kind of, yes. kind of like brittle, kind of gets rusty easy too. Uh, you know, we're at the Nuts. end of the first hour, the October 5, 2021 edition of the Watt for Pedro show and my special guest, Andrea Ambro. Hold tight for hour two. October 5, 2021, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
It's time There's no more time for us Who's the boss? I can't be sure of anything But I'm positive never meant to hurt you This morning I awoke From a dream Where everything was broken And then it persisted Standing, or are you just lost? The aching the drifting. Said it to you before. 
are a place to eat that don't look lonely And the dirt was there before Cause I like sneakers more than shoes with broken legs And when I tighten them this morning All the taste of that bright kitchen, it escaped me I didn't have time to find it And without you there had nothing to say Walking so fast on something I forgot to run away from all the rest Whichever way they take me Well, I would rather last with you inside myself And there's a thread in this three-piece And it is loosened by the thought of these surroundings And everywhere I wear it It records the distance from the one I'm missing And I have trained it not to listen To the clock that ticks away with my arrival And I've ordered yet another It should be ready for wearing yesterday Walking so fast towards something I forgot to run away from all the rest Inside my chest, anticipate your lips like ever before the lightning. And it warms my blood so constantly. I hear you call me constantly. And my lips, they radiate your heat. And when they sing, I hear you speak inside me. All the distance seems to fade away. Walking so fast towards something I forgot to run away from all the rain Whichever way they take me Well, I would rather last with you inside my stay I'm talking so automatic I can't seem to figure out why I keep speaking Whenever a silence follows Well, I will follow it
Alfred Pedro show. Start off the second hour with Gold Dime. Four hours. Ben Salter out of Tasmania with Departure. They'll feel you. It's brand new. I think they're out of Cincinnati under again. Andre Vita out of Berlin with In My Steps. That's the way he spelled it. Neil Jenning with Sulu Bleeding Heart. And finally, Hindsight. I guess part two. Gold Dime. Gold Dime. How down the road is gold dime? Because you gave me a lot of gold dime. I did, yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess I, I've been sincerely doing that since 2014, 15, and I kind of focus on one thing. I don't like being distracted, and I, I, I lead it, and I write a lot of the music for it, and I play drums, and I use my voice, and do all this stuff. So it does take a lot. I am only now thinking of like, oh, I would like to, you know, um, start to formulate how to play solo, whether as Gold Dime or just myself, or to well, ease in and well, out of other things is, in that realm. Gold Dime's so important. Let's, let's, how's it, how did it get started? How did it get going? Oh, well, I mean, I, I feel like I'm missing some holes from like the other things, but I, oh, I okay. before. Fuck gold, that, fuck that. Let's fill in no, the no, holes. No, no, and no. I, the, I next gap, in. the next gap will get into gold time, but this, this, this gap here, why don't you fill in them holes? I didn't know. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I put Glenn, Glenn Olden on hold because it felt like a circus playing it live, even though I did bring in people. I had brought in, it was my Richard uh, Hoffman from Sightings. He actually played a little bit in that, but then I got distracted with this other band that I was playing just drums in called Antonius Block, which was excellent. And then that band fizzled out because the singer had, uh, I say tinnitus. I know it's tinnitus, but I, whatever. Um, and then from the ashes of Antonius Block, um, uh, Talk Normal started. Um, that was my very dear friend in life. Okay. Um, I gotta, Sarah, Sarah I Register and about, myself. I got to say about Talk Normal. Because I didn't know the, oh. the I didn't know the chronology, so I ended up uh-huh. putting talk normal on the third hour. But it actually is ahead of uh, Gold Dime, right? Okay, thank you. It happened <laughs> before Gold Dime, yeah. But that's, I mean, whatever. I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, so I didn't realize. Okay, go that's on. A, that's important, though. That that's important. In fact, there's a talk normal song we're going to play in the third hour called Gold Dime. Yes, that's where Gold Dime came from. Okay, okay, makes <laughs> sense. It makes sense. Okay, I'm getting all Sherlock Holmes on you now. It's solving the mystery. Yes. <laughs> or you're being Doctor Watson and helping. Now you're well, yeah, a little whatever. bit, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Okay, so talk normal. That's an important band. Uh, for me, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> you're the guest. The guest holds sway. Yeah, all right. Then it is important. Then, um, but it was a duo, and we we were always trying to find a third person. But it was just the two of us, and we uh, we made a couple good albums, an EP. Um, uh, sometimes we brought other people in to play with us. Again, Richard Hoffman played with us in that. He's um, yeah, uh, that is probably the band I'm most known for. Um, yeah, uh, what else do I say about that? Uh, we we say we're on hiatus. We kind of, you know, put it on the back burner in 2013. Um, well, how'd you get it together? How did we get together? Well, I've known Sarah since college. So we were 19. Um, she's like my soul sister. Uh, we never we played music together until she actually played guitar in that band I had talked about, Antonius Block, where the 
woman got tinnitus um, and we had to stop. Um, so she kind of, you know, we started to play together and then we're like, oh, let's just keep this going. Um, and again, we always wanted to add another person, but it, it never really worked. So it was always just the two of us, more or less. And then why? Well, let's let's play uh, all we have to be thankful for. Some some more oh, gold dust. Cool. Okay, we'll get, and then we'll get into the gold dime story. Strike the tears of things. 
That chunk of music started off gold dime doing all we have to be thankful for. Then uh, I think this is her her first album, Gabby Wen out of Oaktown with Neon. Yeah, I got turned on to this. Howie Reeves got a new instrumental record, and this is Wednesday coming off of it, and he turned me on to this band Landowner. I guess buddies of his with Ordnance. Then we had Hugh Lux's Communication Arts Quartet with 37 CGLW. Talk about insular. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck any of that mean? And finally, Revolution from Gold Dime. Okay, so let's get into the Gold Dime. Gold Dime evolves out of talk normal. I guess so, yeah, because we, we were going on hiatus, and I, I kind of just kept going. And I, I think the, the gist of it was, in the past, I had been so reliant on guitarists. And I, I wrote songs in Talk Normal, and I, I sang a, a lot. Um, and so I, I, I'm not, I feel like everyone assumes it's not usually the drummer, which is fine, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I was reliant on guitarists, and I found it hard to communicate ideas Who's, sound, the lady, so I just, who's the lady singer that people forget was a drummer? Karen Carpenter? I, absolutely. I love her. Absolutely. Uh, Kim I, made I mean, a, just her in general. We were talking about Sonics, and Kim made a song for her. Uh, I know, yeah, with that. Yes, I know that one. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so, song for Karen or yeah, Tunic. Yeah, I think Todd Tunic Haynes song for Karen. Maybe Todd Haynes made yes. a video for it or something. That's really intense. Yes. Yeah, it's strong, emotional, strong, strong. Anyway, go on with the gold dime story. Yeah, so I just, I started to, uh, I picked up the guitar um, and I started writing with it because before in the past, I usually just wrote on keyboards or with my voice. Um, and, you know, guitar has a malleable tuning system and I, I don't, I can't play in standard. Um, and I found that was so much more multidimensional than writing on key- keyboards. And, um, you know, just like the accidents are always so much more fulfilling. Um, so, yeah, I, I wrote a bunch of songs in that way. And then I, I brought people in. So there, there have been lots of people who have come in and out. Um, I, yeah, some people, you know, collaborate. Some kind of play what I wrote. Can um, I ask you about this song that we're going to get to song? next hour? Call oh, sure, Gold sure. Dime. Was this kind of like a portent of the band coming? Not necessarily, uh, but it was. It's uh, that that song was on a split with um, Thurston actually more. Um, so it came out in like 2011, and um, yes, Sarah had started that song um, in Talk Normal, and um, and then I just added all these these hooks into it, and that yeah, I Gold Dime came. It yeah. It's just have, about having a little piece of the pie, I guess, more or less. Yeah, but uh, uh, what was the thing in your mind that says, you know what, fuck just having it a song, it's going to be the name of my band. Oh, I think I just like like the two words ah, okay. and, um, and and the meaning behind it for myself. Um, and yeah, I, that's, and you know, i got to play a show. What are we going to be called? Uh, Gold Dime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of times that's why people come up with names, right? They got to. No, I know. Gigs come yeah, up. you get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Can you remember the first Gold Dime gig? Yes, yes. Wait, hold on. Yes. 
Okay, I do. Yes, we were, it was at this place, Silent Barn, uh, and it was with these two gentlemen, Adam Markevich on bass and Jordan Bernstein on guitar. Um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> and what, you know, I forgot to ask you, what was the first Talk Normal gig like? Oh, yes, that I remember as well. We actually played it as a, a trio, oddly enough, again with this gentleman, Richard Hoffman, who I keep mentioning, but he's also an excellent bass player, and you should talk to him. Uh, probably my favorite bass player. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, you didn't yeah, mention so he, Joe Lolly. Oh, right. I didn't mention Joe Lolly, but I do like Joe Lolly. Yeah, so yes. Do I. <laughs> Great cat. He moved back from Rome, right? He's got a band with Brendan. In fact, uh, with, oh, with and Anthony the called, yes, Yeah, yes. with Anthony Perot. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that live. I've, I've heard it recorded. It's great, but I want to yeah, see it live. It was on the show. It was a great thing. So was that gig a success? I think so, yeah. We played at this place that used to be, yeah, Paris London, West Nile. Yeah, no, it was great. We played, like, a full set with Richard. Yeah, well, it was good. What I mean is, like, they didn't throw shit. You didn't have to fight. You know. No. Okay. No, 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 no. No you, you, but you, you wouldn't believe some of the gigs I've had. <laughs> I've been hit with everything. Batteries. On hit. first shows, there was fighting? Fighting, shit thrown at you. Oh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. People telling you, get the fuck out. And bags of oh, puke. my God. Paper bags of puke and, and shit. So they'd tear when they'd come up. I, got, I remember D. Boone in Vienna getting a whole cup of piss right in the face on the first note. So all the lights go out. When they came back on, I was covered with about, I don't know, a dozen used condoms. It's like, whoa. Oh, my God. Put some work in this. We're at the end of the second hour, October 5, 2021 edition of Pedro Show. Special guest, Andrea Ambro. Hold tight for hour three. October 5, 2021. It's the third hour of the Pedro Show.
show started off the third hour with talk normal doing gold dime this is the crossover piece people <laughs> but you probably didn't know it at the time right andrea you no know. absolutely yeah. not right right it's trippy how life leads you where it does then babes new york city the worst band name in the world but people but they got some good songs. babes new york city yeah that's terrible <laughs> i'm sorry new york dolls is okay 
Yeah, somehow. <laughs> but babes, New York City isn't. Anyway, my children in the world. And ID to female after that, Java. How, yes, no, out of Croatia, the new kids in town, uh, next door, Slovenia. Moj Slučkaj, my case, uh, live at Club Koka and Split 2015, Trobakova, Kuš And finally, talk normal with in a strangeland. That's two mm -hmm. words, people. Strangeland. <laughs> I used to call it Spaceland. Spaceland. Sounds like a housing <laughs> development and uh, talk normal. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, even talk normal, but especially Gold Dime, uh, you have a core of a, a duo core, but then other guys, uh, other people augment you for different uh, projects, different modes of the band, different gigs. Yeah, for for talk normal, yeah, people augment us, like you know, uh, play bass or guitar usually, um, and we would play like you know the heft of the song, and they would just you know add things, dimensions. Uh, for Gold Dime, it's always been a, a trio where I sincerely work with people for you know years or amounts of time on songs, whether it's collaborating or they play. Oh, sometimes with Gold Dime, you're the you're you're the solid person. Yeah, I am. I yes, I am the one full time member and band leader. Right, 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 right. And yeah. uh, so I, I understand the dynamic. So, so it was it was like an evolution. It wasn't just a change in people. It was just another way of doing things. And uh, I guess when you when you're the shot caller, it's not just about getting your way, but you you got to take responsibility. It's a it's a it's a different trip. Uh, I, I know is. because I, I've I've done these different roles and stuff. And that's why it's kind of good to help other people out because you can see how it is to be in the, there. If you're going to give direction, like learning how to take direction is probably a good, useful thing. Yes, I hope that I can take direction well. I think I can. Um, yes. Okay. I mean, I do look. I do look to the people that are playing. Sometimes I'm like, "Is this good? Do you feel comfortable with that?" Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I do try to bring them in. Absolutely. And but you know. People come and go, right? And is it usually you or is it them? I mean, I can only say, I mean, everything's a two-way street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they would say me. I don't know. Alice Coltrane I said... Def uh, I definitely wouldn't just say them Al at Alice all. Coltrane said John Coltrane never scissored anybody, that they always knew when it was time to leave. I feel like that, yes. It, it feels like that. And whenever anyone wants to go, I'm like, thank you for your time. And for someone to learn your songs, if, if you're not collaborating, that's really a, a beautiful thing. It truly is. I, I, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm grateful, extremely grateful. Yeah, it's like a gift, a real gift a musician can give another one, is to share with their music and help them build it. Or them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I would like to give back to a lot of those people or, or other people who are doing things. and, now, and in your, Yeah. In your songwriting process, do you carry a little notebook of words? I always write down words. I've, uh, my whole life I have stickies of just words. and So you, yeah, can like, I, you got a, like a library, uh, a vocabulary, you know, a little bag of tricks you can pull out. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes hard to make it into a cohesive thing. Like I don't go in consciously with like literal lyrics. This song is about blah. Uh, that is strange to me. There's, I don't feel like there's any poetry in that. Does the, music uh, I don't, come you, does the music come first? I would say the music comes first and I use words 
like sounds and then I fill them in and you start to feel what the song emits with and you put words on it that reflect I think the song more um it's 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 kind of loose how it comes about but then I I I kind of sew it all together You, you embrace abstraction yes absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I don't like literal lyrics and like, you know, I can say at the end of a song, like to me, this song now feels like it is about this because you're constantly asked, like, what's this song about? Um, I, I never consciously go in with any any kind of literal intention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you gave me this tune, Transmission Lost. Mm, that's my favorite Talk Normal song. It kind of sounds like it's about something. Uh, that, uh, when we, Sarah and I wrote lyrics together and sometimes I would sing them or she would sing them, or I wrote lyrics that she would sing, or we collaborated on lyrics that I would sing. But that one we collaborated on, I remember specifically it was a dream she had about not being able to find something. Okay. But I think that for me, that song is about other things, you know, after the fact, because of things that were going on in my life and I kind of associated with that. But yeah, but that's the beauty that's kind of, of artistic expression. It can be so individual, but then other cats yeah. can find value because they're reading their own story into it, right? Yeah, Beautiful. yeah, yeah. Let's listen. Thank you. 
So last music for this edition, the Talk Normal, Transmission Lost. Then we have planning for burial out of Pennsylvania with Waiting on Death Consciousness reissue CD to come out on Tumult. That's a fucking title. Dear Like after that, Phlebotomy, Dear Like a brand new. And then finally, Talk Normal, In Every Dream Home, A Heartache, which reminds me of a Roxy Music title. That is, yeah, <laughs> it is Roxy Music. Of course, but you know you can't copyright a title. But that song is so uh, fucking heavy. I know. God, I had wanted to cover it away. for years. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. My that was inside you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's a fucking blow Such up. Such good dog. lyrics. I love Brian Ferry. Yeah. I mean, god damn those lyrics. But I mean, the literalness of it's a blow up. Fuck doll. Uh, I know it's a blow up doll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what why not take it. anything and make a fucking tune out of it that can make you cry absolutely yeah it's beautiful beautiful what's your next plan next plan uh let's see i am uh i got a, i got a full length of material for gold dime we need to 
play some shows and then record. I, I prefer to play stuff live before I just record Man, it. Um, I love that idea too, but sometimes you just don't get it right. And then the album comes out and God, is it stiff? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, I can't, I, I can't. Yeah. I got to play it live and figure it out and take it to another. Right, the demo. best way to make an album better is like play gigs with it first. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, people who, um, I am intrigued by people who do that and their albums sound good. Fuck Hooskers. That's, when we met that's the awesome. Ho when we met the Hooskers, oh. they would play, like the tours coming up, they, they'd get ready for the album, right? They wouldn't play any old songs. So at the tour, no one knew any of the songs. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they that's would awesome. play the whole yep. next record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy, yeah, they're the, work most the material. guys like that uh, that we met. But yeah, just the idea of getting it. You know, prac is prac, right? The prac pad. But the real prac, I think, is in front of people. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where I understand songs. Yeah, yeah. But you say, you got, them, you say you got them composed. They just got to be baked. Well, yeah, they're, they're composed. So it's like they're pretty elaborate demos. And like I said, sometimes I do collaborate. This bass player, his name is Ian Douglas Moore, and the guitarist is Brendan Winnick. And on some songs, we do collaborate. And then maybe I'll be like, well, I'll just finish it with this or... With this lineup, less has come out of like jamming necessarily. I think that's also because of, you know, the past year and a half and all that. Um, yeah. But some stuff has come out of jamming, even though I, I don't do that terribly often. Um, but then I, I always arrange and rearrange and add noise and uh, other things and, you know, throw my voice in there as well. Um, yeah. Right, right. You know, that's why it isn't woman alone. That's why you got other players. You're bouncing stuff. Uh, off and see how it responds, right? Yeah. yeah interesting, um, interesting. But you would call yourself yeah. the producer, right? Yeah, I guess I'm the producer and like I'd say band leader. I'm, I'm drive. I'm driving it. But yeah, the rudder, the lady with yeah. the rudder on her hand, a hand on the rudder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but they they are. Just, I mean, Absolutely. integral. Absolutely. Don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm one of my one of those guys is my role, so I totally empathize. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And. uh when you come but out, yeah. when you when you get this album out, will you come back on the show? We can play it and talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have a we're gonna have a show, and Gold Diamond's gonna have a show in December. We're just fine tuning the date with the venue, and then I'm also playing. I'm just plugging stuff, Mike. Um, I'm playing uh, with um, Austin Julian, or I say Austin. I guess it's Austin Slay Julian. He has a residency at Issue Project Room, and I think for his last one, I'll be joining him along with the cellist. Um, he was I guess on the show, and so was his mom. No, I know that's and his mom's that's why I'm bringing it up again because the Bush Petras are putting out a box set, right? Yep, yep, and that's going to be so awesome. I love the Bush Tetras. Absolutely. I love Cynthia. I Absolutely. love Pat. Pat. I love D. Cynthia, yeah. Like I, yeah, well, I am back excited on for that the box. Show. The boy is great, he, and he's like kicking like Kato, very productive. And I'm glad you get to yep. help out on all that. Like I said, come back on the show. It's an honor to have you, really, Andrew. People, no, no, thank you, Mike. Uh. October 5, twenty twenty one edition of Pedro. She'll keep your powder dry.